It is time once again for Portland's Food Scene Podcast right at the fork, and it is the December. Is this coming out on, are we releasing this on Christmas Day? Mm, yes. Yeah. Okay. So it's the Christmas restaurant food update from Gary the Foodie. Ja- San- Gary the Food, Santa Claus Gary. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah, so I didn't even realize that until Gary now. Claus. So good that yeah, somebody's paying atten- somebody's paying attention it. to the calendar over here. It's, yeah. it's court. So um, fantastic. So we're wrapping up another year of your uh, updates. We've added this year your travel experiences. Uh, so we have podcasts um, where you're highlighting your favorites in San Francisco, um, and we haven't done the LA yet. And what else? I'm, what else are we going to re- do? I'm ready for that one. We'll probably record it. I think in. January or February? Uh, February. February, I think. Yeah, and I'm already done, so I'm ready. I could do it like today if I wanted to, but okay, we'll, well do it in February. All right, and and but we'll just people have to live in suspense about yeah. Los Angeles. But we also have, we added to Gary's. We have Ethan Stoll doing his recap of Seattle, one of the top chefs there by far. And then we did a nice podcast. If you're ever going to Austin, Texas, with Aaron Franklin. So we're trying to figure out how to best index the website, but. The best way to do it right now is to Google right at the fork and then just put in what whatever chef, restaurant you want, and generally that'll come up. Or you go to iTunes, which most people are using to listen to this podcast, and just uh, search there right at the fork and your guests. So if you want to listen to San Francisco, actually we called it the Bay Area, right? Is, yes. that, is that right? It extends beyond the Bay Area. The Same ba- with Los Angeles. Actually, I didn't know this, Los Angeles County, because there's so many cities Within Los Angeles, that people call think, including me, think are Los Angeles, but they're not really Los Angeles. Right. For example, like Santa Monica, it's actually a city. Yes, but it's part of Los Angeles County. Well, but, we'll, we'll you, call it we'll Los worry, Angeles. We'll, we'll, we'll worry about that later. I don't think we need county in there, but we'll call it Los Angeles. But uh, it's good to have you doing those updates. And of course, we're doing a trip to Mexico City with David Briggs. You've been, you just, you weren't long ago in Mexico City. Can you give us a little highlight of why people might want to go to Mexico City and why it's a great food city? It's a great food city because you have chefs. Uh, the, the 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 main chef who spearheaded the new Mexican city food scene is Enrique Elvera from Puyo or Pujo. He also owns, also owns Cosme in New York City. But it's Puyo is this fine dining Mexican city restaurant which is ranked around number twenty in the world year in and year out. It is. It's. It, they recently moved. Moreover, and the new location is just, it's sophisticated, it's elevated, the food is sophisticated, the food is elevated. So he takes maybe traditional Mexican ingredients or Mexican dishes like a taco and just elevates it to a level unlike any other. And from Olvera, there are other people who work for him, like um, Chef Vejo from Quintonio, which is also one of the 30 best restaurants in the world. Um, so, I mean, you would think, oh, you're going to spend $300 there. Oh, God, $300. No, I mean, dinner at Puyo is $100. Dinner uh, at, Well, it's going to uh, be part of the whole thing with our trip. You don't have to pull out your checkbook or your yeah, wallet. Yeah, but it, it's, it's an incredibly reasonably priced experience to eat in Mexico City. The food is among the best in the world. Four of the top 75 restaurants in the, in the world are in Mexico City. You know, Bico and Suit 777 is, are the other two. And I... It's it's a beautiful city. It's a city with history. Um, I tend to just hang out in Polanco neighborhood, where Puyo and Quintonil and Bico. Both of those are, are on our are on our itinerary in yeah, so it, it, uh, late it, October. It, it, it's it's an it's an amazing you know food city. So 
So one of the best in the world. Thank you. I appreciate that. Welcome. Gary, I'm so uh, happy that you do these updates every month because it relieves me from the guilt of always saying, when you say, when anybody says, have you been there? Uh, I don't, I no longer have to say no. I just know that you're going to be there and we're going to hear about it. So lots of new places, lots of new pop-ups and uh, Gary's the guy to listen to. And here we go with our final one of the year um, in December. So let's talk about where you've been, Gary. Row has reopened. It's in the old Hunan space in Morgan's Alley in downtown Portland. I went the second night of service and it's, in, well, the, the, the difference is it, there's much more space, uh, and plus you're not in a closet. You're actually in a fair, it, it's a it's a more wide open space. I, I thoroughly enjoyed the spiffier spiffier location in downtown Portland. Um, Trent is still doing uh, using pristine seafood. That's Trent He's, Pierce, by the way. Just because Trent we can't assume everybody knows who Trent is. Yeah. I don't know how the last main really helps because Trent's Trent. Okay, whatever. Um, then uh, he's still using uh, pristine seafood, like I said, but this time instead of just sous vide or using everything raw, he, he has more cooking techniques at his, dis- at his disposal. Um, and they have a new pastry chef, Liz Clements, formerly of Coquine and Headwaters, and it remains easily one of the best seafood restaurants in the country. There are there's two different menus. One's called a pre-theater menu, that's served at like five. I think it's five thirty, five forty-five, and then there's the longer tasting menu, which begins at six thirty and continues on until closing. So depending on what kind of how much you want to spend, how much time you have, the pre-theater menu lasts about an hour and a half. The longer tasting menu lasts about two and a half hours. Right, so, and you can make reservations now on Talk, which has been a which has become a go-to spot for some, some of the nicer dining experiences in Portland. Yep. Um, so go visit Trent. Love the place. Another new, another new restaurant is called Little Griddle. It's in the Fremont district of Portland. It used to be that the space previously was Daruma. Prior to that, that space was Ristretto. And it, it's, um, it's, a, it's a breakfast and lunch spot. It's a tiny little spot, if I remember from Ristretto. It's about 30 seats, I believe. Oh, that's bigger than I thought. In menu, the menu is divided into multiple sections. For example, the Benedict section, when I went, had three option, options. The skillet section had two options. The biscuit sandwiches section had four, and the grains had three. I had a, ch- a chicken biscuit sandwich with, chi- with chicken thigh, tangy cabbage slaw, and bread and butter pickles. Um, so it, it also some uh, sweet hot mustard. It's like you said. It's a very quaint little place. Um, they do a nice job for breakfast and lunch in a neighborhood location. Again, once again, Little Griddle. Might want to go visit um, Little Griddle in the Fremont District of Portland, Oregon. Um, another new restaurant. I don't know if it's actually new, but it's converted into a, a restaurant. Is We Wine Bar and Restaurant inside the Southeast Wine Collective. The chef is Althea Gray Potter. The one nice thing about We is that there are 60-plus wines by the glass. Not surprising since it's, part, it's owned and, and, you know, by Southeast Wine Collective, Tom and Kate. Tom Monroe and Kate Norris. Um, so uh, the nice thing about we is also Althea creates this, this uh, tasting menu. I believe, how much is it? I think it's $35, and it's a, it's a, it's 
a bargain, so steal for $35. I had a chicken liver mousse with apple, cranberry chutney, persimmon, mustard, and a atiloti baguette. I also had a butternut squash and chickpea stuffed on um, squash with harissa, olives, feta, mint, and squash hummus. Like I said, it's a steal for $35 for about mm, six or seven plates in the $35 tasting menu. I just and got invited there tonight, so thanks. But you're welcome. So is it. there another option besides a tasting menu? Yes, you can go a la carte. But to me, it's, it's, so, it's such a deal. With the tasting menu, is just too good of a deal to pass up. Uh, another uh, 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 former food cart went to a brick and mortar, and that's Kingsland Kitchen in downtown Portland. And once again, it's, it's kind of a breakfast lunch spot. I believe they may they may be open through dinner, but I ha- I ordered two sandwiches, and they said, "Are you sure you want two sandwiches? Well, <laughs> people don't eat two sandwiches." I said, "Sure, I'll, I'll, I'll give me two sandwiches." So I ordered a what's called the number 10, had beef brisket, um, crispy hash browns, fried egg, uh, cheddar, smoked tomato sauce. Um, and then I also ordered something called the Little Britain, Little Britain, a British banger, uh, bacon, fried egg, roasted mushrooms, tomato, black pudding, some brown sauce. Um, and both of these are sandwiches. And Pretty light, being, pretty light, Gary. You, you chose a light option there. They were huge. They were ridiculously <laughs> big. And I finished, you know, 95% of it. I looked at I looked at the person who was the the you know, one of the people working there. I said, most people don't order two and finish two. And the guy said, nope, never seen it. So I said, oh, okay, nice, nice job. But you only but got ninety five percent of the way there. As long as you're going to go, you got to finish it, right? Yeah, yeah. And I, well, it was uh, I couldn't. I mean, uh, and I didn't eat probably for the rest of the afternoon. Um, it was it was a lot of food. It's very, you know, it's British food, so it's 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 heavy. I love when I do that when I decide I'm going to, oh, I can't eat all that, and I leave one bite to make myself feel better, like that's really going to make a difference. I know, right? <laughs> another another um, brick and mortar, uh, 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 another food cart that went to brick and mortar is called Stupid Burger at the Ocean. And um, Stupid Burger um, used to be on Mississippi, I believe, and now it's it's right off of Gleason and 24th, along with, like I said, the ocean. So there's like Sudra, 24th Meatballs, and uh, Unamas. And but uh, a stupid burger is just I, I these some there's like a number of burgers from which you can choose. They tend to range from I believe twelve dollars to fifteen seventy five for the bigger burgers. There's also something called the boring burger, uh, which is cl- the closest thing to a standard burger. And it is about it is seven dollars. The the I've had uh, like maybe I've ordered much since they moved there. I to the ocean. I moved. I've ordered most of the burgers, and um, sometimes they bring uh, the burgers over to Hanuk for their staff meal. So I get you know bites here and there, and uh, the the boring burger is really nicely done. Um, it's right up there with. Uh, as far as the standard burger goes, with BYH, Bless Your Heart Burger, which I also went to this past month. But, yeah, um, uh, the, the signature burgers, like I said, are just huge. Plus, they have this, I've, I haven't ordered this, but there's something called an ignorant burger. And it has three beef patties, steak, bacon, hot link ham, stupid chutney, cheddar, blue cheese, egg, mushrooms, 
grilled onions, jalapeno with fries, and I think it's about forty dollars. Can you actually taste burger. a burger in there anywhere? I don't know, man. I mean, yeah, I, I, it looks. I, I looked at it. It looked pretty, uh, pretty gargantuan. I, so, I, I, I know I couldn't eat it. So um, Don at uh, Burger Stevens will do something like that too, and I just might mention that he just recently, like last week. Opened at Pioneer Square, and he's doing a fried chicken sandwich now, in addition to burgers. Just as have long you ha- as. Have you had it? No, I haven't. I've only had it on Instagram uh, with my eyes. Oh, this is a small world. I, I ran into her, her, his wife, Kate, at the airport a couple days ago. So, yeah, I, I, I need this case. You I need to go to the Pioneer Courthouse Square location. I say, yeah, I will. You know, maybe, maybe today. Who knows? Um, so, yeah, I want, I want to try that uh, fried chicken. I think he has a veggie burger, too, or maybe it was just a special. He was talking about a veggie burger, too. That's interesting. Also, as long as you're talking about brick and mortars and food carts, MF Tasty opened up their little dining room in, like, a uh, storage facility right nearby. Have you been by there? I I heard Eric was going to do that. Like, he was going to, like, rent a storage facility and use that as, like, indoor diner during the winter months. He built it out, and much like... Everything he invited me there, and I haven't been yet. Um, but it looks interesting. I saw it standing. I saw it there while he was building it, and it's done now. So, uh, and he makes some great sandwiches and some other great stuff too. So worth going over uh, on MLK, right? That's where he is, isn't that where he no, is? No, he's on Williams. On Williams, right? Right on Williams. Uh, so, I, so it's is it open to the outside? Is it just open? Is the door? Oh, you haven't seen it, so you don't know. Well, he showed me when he was building it. So it's like a dining room. No, it's it'll close, I believe. It's okay. a, a warm, warm area, and of course, as a food cart, that's why he was building it. That's awesome. I, I do need to head out there. Do you have anything else that you've eaten? That's it for uh, that's it for December. I got a couple of others, but uh, I think we're I think we're well covered for December. Thank you. Thanks. Thanks for all the eating you did in 2017. Yeah. we appreciate it. <laughs> You're welcome. And all and by the way. I got to tell you, thanks for all the Instagramming you've done at Food Podcast PDX. There's a lot of food there and a lot of fun stuff. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, I'm posting on Portland Food Adventures, and for me, there's only so much eating and posting that I can do. So I really appreciate all the uh, all that you've done to uh, fill our Instagram feed with lots of great stuff. Thank you. You're welcome. Right at the Fork is brought to you by. Zupans, unsurpassed quality. From the best meats and wines to local baked goods, fresh flowers, and an extensive craft beer selection. Step into Zupans and be inspired for your next meal. Food-loving customers as well as local chefs know that Zupans is the place to find the very best Northwest Bounty in Portland, West Burnside, Southwest McAdam, and Lake Oswego. Local and family-owned for over 40 years, Zupans Markets. Right at the Fork is hosted and produced by Chris Angeles and Court Johnson. Connect with us on Twitter and Instagram at Food Podcast PDX or on Facebook at Right at the Fork or online at rightatthefork.com. 